Um, and in order to do that, I, I want to start off with the context and the, the reason for this tax. Um, I, I have to say, if there was one issue that has probably uh, dominated uh, the conversations that I, that our government, that in fact I believe all British Columbians have been having, it's the issue of housing and housing affordability. Uh, it is a crisis for British Columbians. It's a crisis whether you're talking about seniors, whether you're talking about families, individuals, or whether you're talking about businesses and the challenges uh, that they're having when it comes to recruitment. Um, so I think it's important as, as we talk about the details of the speculation tax today to remember that housing is a crisis and a priority for our government. Um, we want to make sure in the plan that we've put together um, that people who live and work in our province are able to find and afford a place to live in their community. Um, and we certainly saw for far too long the previous government ignore the crisis and that's the situation that we're faced with today. So our government got right to work, uh, as you all know, after we were elected. Um, we announced in our September budget thousands of new modular and affordable housing units. Uh, and then in our first full budget in February, again, as all of you know, we announced our 30-point housing plan. Uh, that housing plan included a $7 billion investment, a historic investment in housing to boost the housing supply. Uh, because we know how critical it is to address both demand and supply when it comes to the housing market. Um, so we are working hard to rein in an out-of-control housing market uh, that has increasingly catered to wealthy non-residents, and that's not an easy job. We recognize that. Uh, but we also know as a provincial government that we have a responsibility to act, uh, that we owe it to seniors, that we owe it to those families that we have been talking to for the last number of years, that we owe it to those businesses who are having difficulty recruiting employees, retaining employees. Um, we have a responsibility to act, and that's just what we've done. So in the February budget, as part of the housing plan, I introduced the principles of the speculation tax. Uh, the goal is to ensure that speculators are not able to treat our housing market as a stock market at the cost of British Columbians, and also to provide incentives for people who own multiple properties to rent them out so that they become part of the housing stock and part of the community. So with this new tax, we're taking action to curb that speculation. Speculators and those with vacant secondary homes will pay the tax or they have the option of freeing up their vacant homes to be homes for people and families who live and work in their communities. Since budget day, as you've heard me say often, uh, we have been working on the implementation details. Uh, we've been doing that since we tabled the principles of the speculation tax, and as well we've been talking to people, to businesses, to local governments, to the Green Caucus and others as we finalize the implementation of the tax. Uh, there is no question that I have heard from a range of individuals and businesses and organizations. Um, some of them have asked us not to enact the tax. Others have raised concerns and made constructive suggestions. And I also need to say that many people have thanked us. Uh, I have heard from people who've said this is the first time in years that they actually have hope that maybe in the future they'll actually be able to afford a home one day. So we took the responsible approach which was to take the time, listen to the feedback, and work through the details to get the implementation right. So the principles of the speculation tax remain the same. 
It asks foreign investors and non-residents who hold, who hold vacant properties in major urban centres to contribute to our province. It provides incentives for people who own multiple properties to rent those properties out. Over 99% of British Columbians will not pay the tax. Only those who hold multiple properties and leave them empty in our province's major cities will be asked to contribute. Our tax on speculators focuses on people who are tying up housing stock in BC's overheated housing markets and taking that housing stock out of the communities. So people with cottages at the lake or cabins or on the islands will not pay this tax. People with second homes outside of high-cost urban areas will not pay the tax. We're going after those who are clearly taking advantage of the market and driving up prices. We're ensuring that housing stock in our major cities is available for people who work hard and live in those cities. Now I recognize that there have been questions and certainly some frustration around the technical details of this tax. As you've heard me say many times, it's a new tax. It's a bold measure. And we took the time to listen, to get the implementation right. We put out the principles of the tax in February and then we've been working on the details since. So the technical details we're announcing today take into account people's feedback and ensure that we have a tax that does what it's intended to do. So the details. First, we've refined the geographic areas that the tax applies to. We've excluded most smaller islands and communities and unincorporated areas. We're focusing in where the crisis is the greatest, major urban centers in the province to tackle that housing crisis. This will help ensure that British Columbians' vac vacation homes and cabins are not impacted. Second, we're providing additional details on the rate structure. British Columbians who own vacant homes in, in the designated urban centres will be taxed at a rate of 0.5% on the property value in 2018 and beyond. The tax rate for Canadians who don't reside, reside in BC will start at 0.5% in 2018 and increase to 1% in 2019 and beyond. And the tax rate for foreign investors and satellite families will again start at 0.5% in 2018 and it will increase to 2% in 2019. Third, we're further clarifying the credit structure for British Columbians. Second homes of BC residents with a value of $400,000 or less will be fully exempt from the tax. This is to ensure that cabins are not impacted. For homes over this value, the owners will receive a non-refundable credit that offsets the tax payable on the first $400,000 in value. Fourth, properties with long-term rentals will be exempt from the tax. A long-term rental is defined as a property that's rented out for at least six months of the calendar year in increments of at least 30 days. So this provides flexibility for people like students and retirees. It encourages that housing to go into the market and discourages short-term vacation rentals. And fifth and finally, there'll be exemptions for people facing special circumstances. 
These will be limited, but we do recognize that there are special circumstances that need to be addressed. And just to give you a couple of examples, um, it could be a senior citizen who is going into a long-term care facility, for example, uh, or someone in the family who passes away uh, and they're still going through the will and the probate. Uh, those are the kinds of examples that will be very special circumstances that will be limited, um, but that we're continuing uh, our work on to ensure that, uh, that those people uh, are not going to have to pay the tax. So just to, to summarize, and then I'll give you a chance to, to ask your questions, um, what the details that I've outlined mean is that British Columbians who own their own home do not pay the speculation tax. British Columbians who are landlords do not pay the speculation tax. British Columbians with cabins and cottages in rural areas do not pay the speculation tax. As I mentioned earlier, over 99% of all British Columbians will not pay those with multiple properties that are sitting empty in major urban centers, as I've outlined, or for non-residents with similar properties in those areas that I've outlined, the tax does apply. We have a responsibility as a government to ensure that hardworking British Columbians can afford to call this province home. And it's very clear that there's a need for action. The housing crisis, as I said at the start, demands bold action and we're delivering. Our goal is to make sure that people who work and contribute to our communities can afford to live here. So now I'm going to turn the call over to the moderator, uh, and I look forward to your questions. Thank you. For anyone who wishes to queue up to ask a question, press zero 01 on your handset now. To withdraw your question, press the pound sign. Please limit your question to one question only. Our first questioner is Carrie DeRosa, Times Colonist. Please go ahead. Uh, uh, Minister James, is there have you heard feedback from uh, from some developers that they are holding off on any projects uh, until they get details, further details on the speculation tax, and and could that impact uh, the supply that's brought into uh, into the province? Well, this will not impact uh, supply if those developers are looking at selling to British Columbians. Uh, it will not impact the supply at all. Uh, if you have a, a specific developer who is targeting speculators from overseas, uh, who is targeting foreign speculators, then yes, they will have to pay this tax. Um, but I believe most developers uh, understand that British Columbians are in need of housing and that we need to address this crisis. Thank you, Carrie. Um, our next questioner in the queue is Richard Zussman, Global News. Please go ahead. Uh, Minister, can you explain to us uh, how people will apply uh, for special exemptions? You know, we've heard examples of people who, you know, maybe have a home in Vancouver three months a year, they're there, but their strata doesn't allow them uh, to rent that out uh, at any other point. Will they still have to pay uh, this tax? And, and how do you apply for those special exemptions? So we're working on the, the specifics uh, around temporarily grandparenting in those who live in stratas where they refuse to allow rentals uh, because, again, we recognize that there are those exceptions where individuals are not able to rent out their uh, properties and so they won't be paying the speculation tax. So uh, all of those uh, specifics will be out. But as I said, we're looking at temporarily grandparenting those uh, whose stratas refuse to, to allow rentals. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question is from Dominique Cabassi, Nanaimo News Now. Please go ahead. 
Uh, yeah, Minister, I'm just wondering um, sort of why Nanaimo's inclusion and uh, why not other areas uh, immediately sort of around the Central Island area and sort of about claims from some of our local government reps that it, it may be creating an unfair playing field by singling out the Nanaimo Regional District and, and allowing other municipalities not to be part of this. Again, uh, as you know, we've adjusted the uh, the boundaries um, when it comes to the Nanaimo uh, Regional District. Um, so Parksville and Qualicum are not uh, included. Uh, but if you take a look at the vacancy rate in Nanaimo, really what we did was an extensive analysis uh, around housing assessments, uh, around incomes, uh, people's incomes, around housing affordability um, compared to people's incomes. Uh, and it was very clear that Nanaimo is one of those communities uh, that is facing a crisis. Uh, and that's why they're included. Uh, large urban setting, facing a housing crisis, uh, a real challenge when it comes to the affordability issues and when it comes to the vacancy rate. Thank you. Thank you, Dominic. Next question is from Brady Strachan, CBC News, Kelowna. Please go ahead, Brady. Hi, Minister. I know that uh, the, the City of West Kelowna had uh, come and talked to you and the Premier about uh, what they think is their special case. Has there been any change uh, to Kelowna or West Kelowna being excluded uh, from this uh, speculation tax? Uh, we have not made a change uh, in, in excluding uh, either of Kelowna or West Kelowna. Um, in fact, if you look at the, the challenges around affordability, um, the third largest city, uh, urban city uh, in British Columbia is Kelowna, and they're one of the most uh, unaffordable cities, not only in our province, but in fact in our country, uh, if you look at the, the latest study. Um, and so I appreciated the meeting I had uh, with the mayor of West Kelowna. We had a very good conversation. Uh, certainly, if you take a look at the, the changes we've made around the rate uh, for the speculation tax, uh, we've taken into account some of the, the issues that were raised. Um, but again, we feel we have a responsibility to address uh, an affordability crisis, uh, and Kelowna and West Kelowna are two of those areas that are facing an affordability crisis. And just following up here, uh, there was a town hall here yesterday where a number of questions were posed. One person posed, why isn't this being done in Whistler as well? Well, Whistler is a resort municipality that's very different than, than other major uh, centres. Um, we're looking at other tools uh, to assist Whistler. We're looking at uh, the, the tourism dollars, the hotel tax, being able to use that for, for affordable housing. So there are other tools in our 30-point plan that fit, um, but we felt that the speculation tax uh, and the foreign buyers tax will adjust, adjust uh, the market and, and address some of the affordability crisis that's there in, uh, in these communities. Thanks, Minister. Thank you. Thank you, Brady. Our next question is from April Lawrence, Czech News. Please go ahead. Hi, Minister. I just wanted to clarify, I uh, heard you just mention that Parksville and Qualicum will no longer be included in this. Um, Greater Victoria was listed as another area. Will that still include uh, Victoria itself as well as all of the surrounding municipalities, or has that changed as well? Uh, it will include uh, the Victoria. Uh, it will exclude the Gulf Islands and the Wanda Fuca area. Okay, thank you. That's the only change on the capital region area. Thank you. And we have a question from Chief Baldry. Please go ahead. Hello? Chief, if your line is unmuted or muted, please unmute it now.
please ask your question. Okay, we'll uh, ask the chief to queue up again for the next question. There seems to be an issue with the line. We'll take the next person in the queue. Vaughn Palmer, Vancouver Sun, please go ahead. Hello, Minister. Hello, Vaughn. What do these changes do to your estimated returns from the speculation tax, which, as I recall, are $200 million in a full year? That's right, 87, 200, and 200 uh, were the numbers built into the budget. And I think you've, you've heard me say uh, before, Vaughn, that uh, we were very conservative when we put numbers into the budget. Um, we, in fact, uh, made sure that we were conservative in those numbers. And uh, as you know, we also weren't targeting British Columbians, uh, the majority of British Columbians, as you see in the tax. So uh, we don't expect that it's going to make much change to the numbers, but we're certainly going to be monitoring them uh, as we go along. As you know, we have prudence built into the budget. Uh, we, in fact, put aside uh, unallocated dollars for new programs that we were implementing because we expected there may be pressures uh, in some new programs that, that are being implemented over this year. So. Prudence is there in the budget if needed, uh, but we still feel uh, comfortable with the numbers that are in the budget. You said in your uh, statement that 99% of British Columbians won't pay this tax at all, Minister, but you've cut the rate for out-of-province Canadians in half from 2 to 1%. Uh, what, I mean, I, I, can't, I would have to think that has some impact on the returns from the tax. How many, uh, many out-of-province Canadians do you believe will be captured by this tax? Well, again, if we've taken a look at the, the modeling, we've taken a look at the, the numbers, we're confident uh, with what's there. Um, yes, you are quite right. We've adjusted the, uh, the amount of tax for, for um, the various levels uh, of speculation that occur, but we still feel that it'll bring in a, a significant amount of resources. I have to say, uh, Vaughn, that you know, if we are successful with this tax and people are renting their houses out, uh, I will be pleased. We will have been successful. Um, that's what we're aiming for. We're aiming for the, the uh, houses to go back on the market and address affordability. So that's a plus from my perspective if we're able to, to see those houses go on the market. Uh, and as I said, we have prudence built into the budget uh, that will address that if, if those changes occur, and we'll be monitoring it closely over this year. Thank you, Minister. Thank you. Our next question is from Glenn Korstrom, Business in Vancouver. Please go ahead. Uh, hi, Minister. I just wanted a, a bit more clarification because earlier on, for the special exemptions, you said uh, they'd be granted when strata buildings have councils that forbid the rentals, and you said they'd be grandfathered. How about stratas that enact new such restrictions? So, and I would imagine that would be popular if strata council were to say, you know, people in this building then wouldn't have to pay the speculation tax. Is it only ones that previously had that restriction? Yes, in fact, that's why we're looking at temporarily uh, grandparenting in, um, because we recognize we, we certainly don't want to incent uh, stratas to forbid rentals. Uh, that's certainly not the purpose, uh, and so uh, you are quite right. Uh, that's an issue that we'll be taking a look at the existing and looking at temporarily uh, grandparenting them in. So temporarily, how, well, what do you mean by that? Well, again, we want to make sure that we're not adding others in uh, as others may, as you say, decide that they're going to uh, make changes. Uh, we don't want to, to broaden the net so that people have an opportunity to be, ex to be able to exclude rentals. Okay. So is it, could it be a year or two that you'd give as a...? Uh, we'll, we'll have those details coming out. Uh, we're actively working okay. on it now. Yeah. 
Thank you. Our next question is from Anita Bath, CBC. Please go ahead. I have two questions. One is we've spoken to several people who have secondary homes on Passage Island, uh, which is technically part of Metro Vancouver, wondering if that is exempt. And then second question is, are you expecting the forecasted $200 million in revenue to change? Um, I think I responded to the, the $200 million. Uh, we built in conservative numbers in the budget, um, so we expect that those numbers uh, will, will remain. Um, as I was saying earlier, we, we will be uh, pleased if you see more houses going on the rental market and people not spe- paying the speculation tax. There's prudence built into the budget uh, that will certainly address that if we face that. Uh, but we were very conservative uh, in our numbers, uh, and so uh, we're, we're comfortable with the numbers that are in the budget. Um, and I'll, we're just taking a look at the map right now to check on passage. <laughs> I can get the specifics to you as soon as we've got it. <laughs> and sorry, I, I had to hang out for a bit, so I probably missed that uh, the 200 million question. Sorry. No, no worries, no worries. Exactly <laughs> on the on the passage island. <laughs> we're looking Perfect. right now. Oh, it looks like it's out. It's not it is out. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question is from Mary Brooke West Shore. Please go ahead. Prime Minister. Um, so with the uh, new tax you've introduced, you're basically telling people what they can do with their, with their own homes and properties, and a lot of them don't want to be landlords. So my question is, what are you doing on the supply side to help the development and building communities to build housing that's affordable for working in middle class British Columbians? And a footnote, a footnote to that would be that modular homes that you're introducing in bulk are not a desirable housing option for average working families. Um, thank you uh, for your question, and, and just to uh, to let you know again, you know we are certainly uh, encouraging people to ensure that their vacant properties uh, become part of the rental market, so that we can address the affordability crisis. But people have the option of continuing to leave the house vacant uh, and pay the speculation tax. Uh, that is their option. Um, on the issue of supply, uh, seven billion dollar uh, investment we made uh, in affordable housing, and it will be a range of housing. We're not simply looking at modular; that's one type of housing that is part of our housing plan. Uh, but we are including housing for families. We are including housing for uh, seniors. We are including housing for women and children uh, affected by violence. We're opening up the opportunity for universities to build affordable housing. So we have a range of options uh, available for uh, a range of people who are facing affordability crisis. We recognize that it's not simply a crisis for people who are homeless. Um, We know that that's a big issue, but we also know uh, that there is the missing middle, as people are calling, uh, calling themselves people who are working hard, who work in communities, teachers, firefighters, nurses, who can't afford uh, housing in in, uh, their communities. And so uh, we are, through this tax and through our 30-point plan, uh, putting together a comprehensive approach to be able to address the housing crisis that's here in every community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Minister. And uh, from what I understand, we are wrapping up the call at this time. Great. Thank you, everyone, and uh, and thank you for the opportunity to be able to walk through the, the specifics. Uh, as I said, the, that was coming. I understand that there's been some frustration for people uh, waiting for the details, but I think it was important to make sure that people knew the principles, were able to give their feedback, that we took the time to make sure that we're targeting the people we need to uh, through the speculation tax, and I believe we've done that. Thank you, everyone.